Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle here on Backchat, whether you're watching on the Backchat YouTube channel or listening on wherever you get your podcast. Well, we're hot off the heels of round six, another exciting round of Waffle football, but now we turn our focus to the big state game that's coming this Friday at the Adelaide Oval between South Australia and Western Australia. We'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Paul Persick is my name. It's a great pleasure to have your company here on Around the Waffle, and he's been on the bench for the last two episodes, but he is back. Back in action, the one and only Taylor yeah. Cowper. TC, welcome back, mate. Back, ready to go, Paul. And you're fit um, and firing as always. Exactly. No, looking forward to uh, having a chat about the state team. Obviously, we will be releasing this podcast just before the state team gets announced. So we've got some news, I guess, to talk about involving the state team. And they obviously, I think they head over on Thursday or Wednesday night, I believe. I yeah. heard Chris Pike talking about it the other day. So head over Wednesday night, obviously bit under under lights on Friday night. It's going to be a big game of footy. No doubt about it at the Adelaide Oval. WA aiming to win back the Hayden Bunton Cup for the first time in four years. We'll also, in just a few moments, have a chat to East Perth coach Ross McQueen off the back of their defeat to South Fremantle. We'll also preview, uh, we'll review rather all five games from another exciting round of Waffle Footy and the Player of the Year votes for round six. We can't wait to dish that one out to you. Now, TC, top story of today's show. Of course, we have a new state captain, yeah. and it's East Fremantle's Matty Jupp. It is great having Juppy on. Um, I think it's, yeah, yeah, he's he's one of those players. We've spoken about him a bit today, and obviously being an East Frio man, I see him quite often and talk to him quite a lot. Um, you know, he's a great player. He's a great leader. Absolutely. And reward for effort. I know he played in his first state game last year. And it was such an honour and a thrill for him, and he spoke about it a lot. To play for WA was was huge for him. And to see him get rewarded this year as one of the captains of the Waffle, um, it must be a massive honour for him. It certainly is. 167 games with the Sharks at one of the key pillars of that defensive six that the WA State team will bring out to the Adelaide Oval on Friday. I reckon he's going to be the key to shut down those South Australian forwards, which we'll talk about on Thursday's State Game Preview Special here on Around the Waffle. We also know that Jesse Turner of Swan Districts, yep. uh, as a result of his strong start, of the season has been awarded the vice captaincy of the WA state team. So it's a big, big honour for Jesse, not only uh, playing in the state team, but also as a vice captain to assist with Matty Jupp. 100%. A great inclusion into this side as well. Obviously, we, we don't know who else is in the side yet. We know these two were a given. Obviously, they wouldn't have been named captain or vice captain if they weren't. But great start for these two side uh, for this side. Obviously, for from a WA point of view, and yeah, I couldn't think of a better vice captain at the moment in the waffle. Now there is more news surrounding another state player. Just quickly, Bailey Rogers, who was in the squad, uh, the preliminary squad earlier this year, uh, he's going to be subject to a fitness test at training tonight uh, before he can be selected for that uh, state team, the, the proper state team, the twenty three that'll take to the field in. Adelaide on Friday. He limped off twice in the last quarter in the game against Swan Districts at Bassendine. We'll talk more about that later. Yep. And uh, didn't come back on for the final minutes despite the Tigers' win. But it uh, will be very interesting over the next uh, couple of days to see if Bailey Rogers will play. 100%. Um, we'll, we'll win it, like I said, Paul. Fascinating game. You said... Uh, or we. 
it's a great time to talk about it. Where can you catch this game, I guess? Well, you can catch the state game on the AFL app or afl.com.au live and free and in full for the best state league action available from WA, Victoria and South Australia. And this game, 1.40 Australian Western Standard Time on Friday. It's going to be a perler. So Paul said before we started recording that there's not going to be many people watching on a live stream because they're going to be heading over there to watch it. Take it to the I bank. I reckon the live many. stream this week through the AFL app is going to be the biggest we've ever had for a state league game. I'd have to say, I mean, yeah. especially with you know the rivalry that's there, century-long rivalry between WA and South Australia, it remains as strong as ever. You know, case in point, the last two games, uh, last uh, two of the last three games that we had here in Perth, especially seven points and then four points, it's going to be an absolute cracker. Taylor Cowper alongside Paul Persick for our round six review of Around the Waffle. And one of the teams this season that is uh, looking likely as a good prospect for the five is East Perth. Now, they've had three straight losses after opening the season with three straight wins, but their coach remains optimistic about an assault for finals action. And he, I'm glad to say, joins us here on today's edition of Around the Waffle. Ross McQueen in his first full season as coach. Ross, thank you for joining us on Around the Waffle. Thanks for having me very much, Paul. Great Great pleasure to have you on the show, Ross. I know uh, it's always tough to talk about three straight losses, but I know the optimism is still there for East Perth after this latest run. The side still very good on paper. Mm. Talk about the game against South Fremantle uh, just quickly for us. It was a tough outing. Uh, yeah, it wasn't obviously the result we were looking for. We, we respected where South Fremantle have been at this year and, and also we played some good football uh, the first few weeks. And I suppose our consistency from week to week is probably letting us down a little bit within games. So... Uh, the game against South Fremantle, things were really tight after half time. Uh, I think there was only a couple of points in it. So we were pretty happy that uh, that we managed to be you know, in the game with that. And then uh, the third quarter, uh, I think South Fremantle went inside 50, or the first seven times they went inside 50, they scored seven times. And for the quarter, they kicked 5-3 and we kicked 1-5. And uh, have a few, we had a couple of extra inside 50s, so our method probably wasn't exactly where we needed to be in the conversion. And the last quarter was pretty even. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, we're just, we're just not uh, having that consistency within games. And that was probably even evident early in the year. But we were able to put some real scoreboard pressure on at different times. Ross, what was one of the, um, the what was the secret sauce, I suppose, for the first couple of rounds for you? I know the two wins you wouldn't be happy with, the three losses in a row now. But what was the secret to the great start to the season for you guys? Um, I don't know if there's any secret. Look, it was... We, we managed to play some football that we were, we were happy with. You know, we were able to move the ball with some fluency. Uh, we were able to defend pretty well at different times. And and like I said, we were, when we had our chances, our momentum moments, we were able to put some scoreboard pressure on. And um, the first few games, we were able to do it early. And then teams respond and you expect that to happen. Like, you don't expect to just keep running over the top of very good teams. And... Um, yeah, it was probably a bit of that. We we defended well and like we used the ball well and like I said, when we had the momentum, we were able to hit the scoreboard. And um, that's just perhaps what we haven't done enough of the last couple of weeks. We've uh, had good momentum chances, but when you when you don't kick straight, they say it's bad football. Tell us about Tom North, uh, number 16 for East Perth. We always keep talking about Tommy uh, every time we review around here on Around the Waffle. He's been one of East Perth's top defender midfielders this season. How have you found his form? He's great, Tom. He's been building into the year. Obviously, he's one of the one of our eight debutants we've had at the club. Look, he's had a bit of experience at a higher level, but uh, Tom's fitted in really well. He's had some good friendships with Mitch and Scotty Jones, so that that's helped him fit in there. He's uh, found a, I think, he's 
finally settling down now. He's got a house all lined up and things like that. So things are settling in for Tom. His football's been strong. He's a really good user of the ball. Sees it well, uh, the game. So he's been very important for us across that, you know, through that midfield and halfback area. What will the club be uh, looking at as far as the season so far heading into that week's break, even with some of the players potentially going to Adelaide for the state game this coming Friday? What will you and the team be looking at in that week break? Um, yeah, well, we'll train tonight. So we'll have a solid session tonight. We'll finish our review. So last night we, we went through some planning with the players about just the individual games and find some time. And the season gets really busy, so you do lose track of time. So we used last night as an opportunity to sit with some of the players and talk about their development plans. Tonight we'll, we'll have a solid session apart from uh, the four or five guys who hopefully all make the state team. Um, and then the rest will train tonight. They have Thursday night off. They've got a running program to do. We planned early in the year that we made a commitment to each other that if they commit to the program, we'll commit to giving them designated breaks. So they'll um, have their programs, their gym and, and um, running. But then we'll train again next Tuesday, Thursday, leading uh, and Friday leading into the Sunday game against West Coast. Now, I know, um, Ross, you're talking about uh, those four or five players at East Perth that you would obviously, as coach, want to see in this state game come Friday night. Um, just talk us through some of those players and what you think they can add to that WA team. Well, they're all, they're all a little bit different. different. Obviously, Jones is a, he's a big man and he's had a lot of football experience and had a really, really strong year for us in, in the ruck. And... Uh, so he's in their contention probably with Ozzie Eastland, Ollie Eastland, sorry, and and things. So Josie will give you a good use, early use of the ball. Uh, we've got some inside mids in Hamish, Schumacher, uh, Angus, sorry, Hamish, Brayshaw, Angus, Schumacher, and Mick Froden. So <laughs> yep. getting them mixed up. They're all in there together all the time. So the Mate, hope, hopefully they're not listening, hey? <laughs> yeah, we nothing sure I'll cop a bit of feedback. No, they're, they're all very good at giving feedback, so which is good, so... Um, but the, the three who are playing inside mid and maybe a little bit forward as well. And Angus Scott's been playing uh, a couple of roles for us, but he's, he's a strong running wingman who at Adelaide Oval, you need to be able, be able to run up and down those wings. So if he gets an opportunity, I'm sure he'll be uh, able to um, do that as well. Yeah, great. Ross, just before we let you go, I'm sure Paul's got a couple more questions for you as well. Um, just for our listeners out there and also viewers plus people that are involved in the Waffle community, I know you've only been a coach in the Waffle system for a really short time. Can you just share with some of our listeners and viewers kind of what your football background has been and the journey to become the coach of East Perth? Yeah, coaching-wise, I probably started... Uh, I moved to Kalgoorlie at the, in the mid to late 90s and as a teacher, and I got involved in some coaching just in a, uh, in a very casual manner, just helping out the league side and reserve side of mine football club up there. So they sort of gave me the first opportunity. Moved back to Perth. And um, I had attachments to community football at Wembley Football Club were very good, so I did some work there. And uh, a mate of mine called Simon McPhee, who went on to coach Claremont to a premiership, took up a position at Claremont Football Club yep. in the Colts program. And so Simon and I, I worked with Simon, and then he got the senior position. So then I coached the reserves for four years. I've coached the Colts at Claremont for six years. I've been with the state junior programs and a couple of times with the senior program. There and the last couple of years I've been at East Perth uh, as an assistant coach there. So that's sort of that journey. And football wise, I was a bit of a battler. Um, <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I was once quoted by one of a senior coach a long time ago when I was trying to play football at Subiaco that uh, was hard at it, but had a weight with his a problem with his weight or something like that. So 
Um, the guy enjoyed his football, enjoyed team sports, and obviously I got an education back as well. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's a hey, fantastic journey, no doubt about it. Hey, Ross, good luck with the rest of the season, of course. Hopefully you can get back on that winning list again. Three losses in a row is tough. You've got the Eagles coming up soon, so we'll probably just put a pen next to that one and say that you've won that one. But good luck for the rest of the season 2023, mate. Thanks, guys. Oh, we don't take any, any game for granted. <laughs> I thought you'd say that. <laughs> uh, well, and it was just... You know, West Coast will have a couple of weeks to get some players back. Yeah. We played them in the preseason when they were um, they had a, a pretty solid lineup, and it was a really, really good, exciting game of football out at Laugh Lane, and uh, it was 15 goals a piece, a piece or something that day. So we certainly won't be taking them for granted. And then we've got West West Perth and Eastern Mountain mm. to follow that. So we've got a solid um, block of football in front of us. Thanks, Rossi. All the very best, mate. Cheers, guys. Thank you. That was Ross McQueen, the coach of East Perth. Great journey in, in the coaching landscape in the WAFL, and uh, we wish him all the best for the rest of the season. Are you a bit nervous if you're an East Perth supporter at the moment? You've got the Eagles, but then West Perth and East Fremantle, really tough month of footy coming up. So they could realistically finish the next month two and uh, or, or yeah one and two maybe possibly yeah. I'd be very nervous with that WA Day Derby against mm. West Perth because they're coming back into form they had a strong win over the Demons and uh, they're back with a chance for uh, a top three finish come the end of the season exactly right now we've got another special guest on the line Paul you don't, this? you don't even know about this one. Oh. Oh, we don't have him yet we're getting him in a minute well, Hopefully we'll get, we can. We'll get him soon. We'll, uh, uh, we'll leave everybody in suspense for a little bit. In the meantime, uh, you can catch the state game on Friday, 1.40 Australian Western Standard Time uh, on the AFL app or on afl.com.au. This is Taylor Cowper and Paul Persick on Around the Waffle. <laughs> All right, let's get to... Uh, we're on the round... fly today. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we're on the verge of the state game, but let's get to round six uh, WAFL action. We'll start things off with an absolute cracker between Swan Districts and Claremont. First of all, how did Swan Districts let that lead go? And second of all, how did Claremont come back again? Two yeah. times in as many weeks that the Tigers have come from five goals down and snatched the game. What's happened at Steel Blue Oval? Oh, They've dropped three games there now to start this season. By less than 10 points. They lost this one by two to Claremont. They came back, obviously, like you said, Paul. Um, yes, yeah, Swan Districts, they're, they're in for a real tough season if they continue going like this. And the thing that we've got to realise as well is they've lost games to really good sides as well. But we're going to keep coming back against that throughout the year goes on. To drop three winnable games at home for them, yeah, they're, they're really going to lament that as the season goes on, I reckon. And I think this defeat will really hurt them the most. All right, we're going to cut in that, here. We're right. going to cut in right now. Okay. We're going to get the uh, man on the line right now. We'll get to this Swan District game in Claremont. We'll dissect that in a minute. But proud to announce, uh, he got announced this morning as the captain of the state side. Juppie, how are you, mate? Hey, Taylor and Paul. Thanks for having me on. Mate, must be an honour. I know I spoke to you a fair bit last year. You, you you were so excited to be a part of the WA side for the first time last year. You played it up the stadium, obviously. What's it feel like now, second year, you're the captain? Yeah, it's, it's still really surreal, mate. Um, it's such a privilege, one, to, to be able to put on the, the black and gold and represent your state, but... Yeah, to be given that additional honour of being able to captain um, captain the team and, and unite the group. Um, oh, look, it's hard to really put into words. It's a, it's, a, it's one of the pinnacles of my career and um, something I'm really, really excited to to go out and and, um, and get the job done on Friday. Especially on, on hostile turf, when you think about it, you're playing in, in Adelaide against the very best from South Australia. The challenge and the stakes are pretty high in this game and uh, the honour for you to be, be bestowed upon as, as a captain of WA is very rewarding in itself. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and 
uh, to some degree you have to park it because it's not about me. It's about um, it's about us and it's about the state. Um, and look, one of the, the key messages we've driven um, as a part of a, an extended, you know, senior core group of players and, and the coaching staff is um, we're not in it for ourselves. You know, we're in it to, to do WA proud, to do our competition, the Waffle proud, um, to make guys like, you know, like you guys who put some time and effort into, into making our competition better, our teammates at our club level. And we're doing it for them this year and, um, you know, we're going and giving it our best shot and we hope to bring that uh, that cup back with us. Now, I know you're obviously playing the best of South Australia. We've got the best of WA heading over there for that. It's going to be a cracking game regardless of how's it got, how it goes. What I saw on the, the Waffle social media site yesterday, the Facebook and the Instagram, Juffy, that you guys were training last night, you were front and centre, of course. Uh, what are the egos like in this team? You've got the best players from, from all the teams in the, uh, in the Waffle. What, what are, what's the egos been like? Has there been anyone that just needs to be pulled into line a little bit? No, do you know what? It's it's actually kind of the opposite when you get a... This is something that surprised me a little bit when I first got introduced to the group um, last year and then uh, an extension on this year. Um, it, it's almost the opposite. Um, there's so much respect um, there that sometimes the, the group can um, can sort of be a little bit reserved and within themselves because they don't want to tread on toes and you don't want to... Um, you don't want to... Uh, with the lack of a better word, embarrass yourself, I guess, um, with a bunch of guys you don't really know. So uh, I would say the opposite. There's certainly no egos in this team. Um, and that's one thing we've really tried to work on and drive is, is, is that unity and becoming um, one group. You know, there's a lot of champion players in, in, in that squad, but um, we want to be a champion team. So um, that's a bit cliche, but how do you do that? That's, you know, coming out of your shell, getting to know each other, um, we've, we've had a lot of training sessions already, I would say, close to, you know, four or five sessions. And, um, you know, we extra stuff, you know, we went and um, caught up at the beach for a for recovery session a couple of weeks ago. So, look, we're really trying to unite this group as quickly as possible because come game day when you need to put your head over the ball, you know that you, we've got each other's back because of all this shared experience we've got. And no second chances, obviously, you know, one and done game. You've got to give it absolutely everything. You talk about so many champion players in that team. One of them is your vice captain. Another strong start yeah. from Swan District's Jesse Turner. What's it like to be uh, playing alongside him for the big one in Adelaide? Yeah, he's, he's unreal, Jesse. Um, you know, he, he took me by surprise last year and my sort of first introduction to him as a footballer and a teammate sort of up close and uh, he's just a terrific person and a guy that you, you just want to play with because he's He's such a kind and gentle person, but gee, he runs and works so hard for the team. So um, I'm so excited to lead alongside Jesse. And um, oh, there's just so many great players in the squad that you just you, you, you sort of pinch yourself. You get to play with them. You know, I, I love playing alongside guys like Angus Shoemaker, who I think is just a, a, um, a sensational footballer with it with his left leg. I'm really excited to see what um, you know big Jackie Buller can do um, up forward. Uh, look, there's just there's so many cool stories, and um, it's, it's really cool to be able to play with a lot of these guys. So we're fast running out of time, Juppy, but obviously Jack Bull is the name in the side. Like, you just uh, dropped right then. Who else is there, you reckon? I know the team hasn't yeah, been look, dropped yet, but who's going to be there? Uh, look, I haven't, obviously, we haven't been told the team. Oh, yes, uh, you, you have, oh, Juppy. You're the captain, No, man. we haven't. We haven't. We haven't. There's a couple of guys <laughs> who've been given a nod like myself that we're going to play, but I think the final team gets announced. I know that... Um, we're still waiting on a couple of scans and, and, and a couple of what-ifs uh, in terms of a few guys. So they haven't named the final squad, but 
Um, look, it, it's going to be a pretty star-studded lineup, regardless. Um, and there's a couple of guys there that uh, that I'm looking forward to playing with, like I said. Well, we wish you all the best, Matty, to you and your team for Friday's game against South Australia. Go well, mate. Yeah, good luck, Javi. Thank you, gents. Appreciate it. That was Matty Jupp, yep. the uh, captain of East Fremantle, and uh, all the best to him. All right, let's hit that singer, and we'll quickly go through all the games. This is Tyler <laughs> Cowper and Paul Persick with Around the Waffle. All right, talk about uh, working on the fly. All right, we've got to get through these quick, because we're fast running out of time here, Paul, aren't we? So we, Swan Districts and Claremont, we've obviously touched on them a little bit. Claremont, great job to come back in that game. Uh, where do they sit on the ladder currently They the currently moment? sit in second. Second, second so just, just behind Peel, yep. They're doing a great job at the moment. And to come back, five was it five goals or something Five like goals that? down. So great effort by Claremont to get the win. And like I said, I reckon if you're a Swan District supporter at the moment, yeah, you're getting a bit nervous. It's not the fortress that it once was no. up there at Bassendane Oval. Three so, losses um, straight by less yeah, than 10. Especially at home. And that hurts as well. I know they, they, they did a great job against South Fremantle the other week too. But no, nah, they, they would be lamenting that. And and they, they're going to want to put some some thought into how they can win some games at home because in this competition, it's needed. Yeah, especially with how Jesse Turner's performing uh, in midfield 30 disposals. Jackson McLaughlin continues to show promise. Jebo Donahue and Thomas Edwards uh, finding their avenues to goal as well as Jesse Palmer. They finished up with two yep. and three goals respectively. It's, at the moment, very hard for Swan Districts to really find that last link to get them to win mm. games at home and on the road. At the moment, stuck with one win from uh, from their six rounds. Really, with the side that they're on, they should have at least three or four. Exactly right. Well, hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, game two, Paul, uh, of the weekend, East Perth and South Fremantle. Uh, we just spoke to, obviously, the coaching staff at, at East Perth, but this was a tough loss to them. Three on the trot now they've lost. Um, and South Fremantle, well... Hopefully we can see some more good footy out of them if they want to be playing finals footy as well. It's going to be hard for them to... They're sitting seventh on the ladder now with the two wins for the season. They uh, It's going to be a tough draw for them to kind of keep pushing in the finals. But with East Perth struggling a little bit now, but those top five in there with Subiaco sitting fifth at the moment, it's going to be hard to crack into that top well, five. For South Fremantle to even make that top five, they've just got to keep on winning. If they have one big run, especially yeah. with uh, the players like Dylan Main in form, Glenn Byron, Jacob Dragovic, and Tom Bletchenden, who had 28 touches, South Fremantle can get those games on the board, even except the WA Day Derby. They'll find it tough there at, uh, at the, in, on the 5th of June at the Wacker against East Fremantle. Well, like you said, it's, it's at the Wacker. I know that the Sharks are going to be trying to get at least 3,000 there. They had a derby there a couple of, uh, last year, but it wasn't the WA Day one. That's it right. was on just a normal Saturday fixture in your footy. So hopefully they can get some people there. Hopefully they can get some long. I'm, I'm going to be down in Bunbury that weekend, oh, so I'm actually going to be driving back down the highway to get there for that game. I think it will be a cracker. And like I said, 15 on the trot the Sharks have lost. So hopefully they can and get up and win that one. Uh, Perth and West Perth. This uh, this was a tough one as well. 114 West Perth de- defeated Peel 65. We kind of expected that. We I'd- did, yeah. West Perth, you know, after a strong win against uh, East Frio last week. And, you know, they've had the wood over Perth for the last decade and a half, yeah. especially at Lathlane Park. And with... Aaron Black returning. If you watch the highlights of this game, he was he was electric, wasn't he? Aaron vintage, Black. yeah, vintage he Aaron Black. Eighteen touches, six marks, and three goals. Uh, also, Nathan Murray, uh, he's been uh, persisting to get into that league squad after a long time in reserves, and it was worth the wait for him. Twenty-seven touches, he was outstanding. I did like Perth's second half. I mean, eight goals each for both Perth and West Perth. They went goal for goal. They stayed competitive alone in that second half. 
Eight goals to eight. That would have been maybe a 1.2 point result, uh, if not for one goal five in the first half. Yeah, well, West Perth, they just continue to go to strength to strength, don't oh, they? Yeah. They've only lost, they'll drop the two for the year. Um, just behind Claremont and Peel, they've only dropped one eight. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to keep on pushing. It's going to be a cracker when oh, West Perth takes on Peel. Oh, it's going to be a beauty. Looking of course, forward to uh, a first game versus like third over in mm. June. And speaking of Peel, as uh, many predicted, they uh, dished out a, a shellacking to the West Coast Eagles uh, over at Lane Group Stadium, 21-15 to 7-10. Nathan Wilson continues to find form, and so do uh, so does Brody Wem. Four goals from 18 touches. I reckon the Dockers will be looking at the radar and putting Brody Wem in there for a key roll up forward. Yeah, the. The big thing out of this game, and, and we can talk about Peel Thunder and Frio and their partnership and alignment as much as you want, they're doing it really well. Mm. Something has got to be done with this West Coast Eagles side. I know it drips down. I know the AFL side's really struggling a lot at the moment as well. I know that they just they just got to do something. They're going to need some help next year if that's given a little bit of country zone or some they're able to go after players like every other Waffle Club is. Something's got to be done there. And if nothing gets done, especially with the AFL side struggling the way it is on field, they're not going to be able to turn it around. So something's got to be done. Something has to and has to be done quickly because if it's not done in the short term, how can you get it done in the long term? Finally, the last game of the round was a later game, a day-nighter at the Wacker and East Fremantle. The only way to bounce back from the loss to West yeah. Perth was a crushing win against Subiaco. They did just that, mm. 32 points. Cody Leggett up forward continues to be outstanding this season, and so too Milan Murdoch. It was a Murdoch masterclass yeah. over there. Yeah, Murdoch's great. He'd be up the top of uh, the Sandover medal count, I reckon, at the moment. He, he's been fantastic from an Eastern Mantle point of view. John O'Marsh, obviously, with a shoulder injury. Hopefully, we'll hear about how that goes as the uh, week goes on. Huge the, blow for, for Eastern Mantle. And a huge blow for that state side, too. Yeah. The other thing is, um, I obviously wasn't on the show last week, but I said to you, actually, off-air, when we were just texting each other last week, six of the top 22 for Eastern Mantle the week prior against West Perth were just silent in that game yeah. against West Perth. It's good to see them kind of turn that around last weekend against um, against Subiaco, but huge loss for Ubi Doobie Subi, of course. Mm. They're going to really struggle. Um, that that was just... You'd be massively disappointed if you're a Lions supporter at oh, the yeah. moment. It, it, was a most, it was a very ordinary effort to yeah. be blunt you know, by Subiaco against a very strong East Fremantle side that, like you said, had about six or seven top players down on form. It was the same case for Subiaco, with the exception, I must point out, of Zach Clark, uh, pardon me, oh, Zach Clark, <laughs> pardon me, Zach Clark, 52 hitouts, 16 touches. He just continues to go from strength to strength. Age be damned. Yep. He is showing why age is just a number on the footy field. Exactly right. So make sure you watch that uh, state game on Friday. What was it, 140? 140, Western time. Make sure you watch that. Um, should we quickly go through the Waffle Player of the Round? Uh, Let's go. Player the waffle yep. Player of the Year. Okay, one vote. Aaron Black from West Perth, like we said, vintage display, shifted up forward, uh, usually plays in the midfield, but yep. his shift up forward was outstanding. 16 disposals, five inside 50s as well to oh, go yeah. along with three goals. Fantastic outing. Outstanding. Brody Wem, two votes from Peel Thunder, yep. four goals, four inside 50s, and seven marks in that forward line. He was uh, headache-inducing for the West Coast Eagles. Yep. Uh, Tom Bletchenden from South Fremantle, he gets three votes, uh, nine tackles, 28 disposals, shifted between defender and midfielder roles, but he lived up to his expectations. Four votes, Milan Murdoch yep. continues to go from strength to strength this season. And this one, the top gun of round six, is a bit of a shock, but there is reasoning. <laughs> second week in a row it's gone to Claremont. It's Talon DeLacy yes. from the Claremont Football Club. His second half alone 
was a difference in Claremont coming back from five goals down. His presence inside 50, shutting down the Swans every time they tried to clear inside, uh, outside that defensive 50. And his three goals in the second half were crucial in that mm. Tigers comeback. He's got great flair. He's only 20 years of age, mind you. And he's got so many good years in him as a top waffle player, maybe on the AFL radar yeah. in the future. He showed that, he's, that he arrived. And that five votes puts him equal third That's right. <laughs> in the competition. So I'll just go through the top one to three. Milan Murdoch, he's on eight from East Fremantle. I reckon he'll be on top of the standover medal if we do a count now as well. Yeah. And then Tommy North from East Perth, he's sitting on uh, eight tied with Jai Bolton from Claremont. Absolutely. That's mm. the top three after six rounds of the Around the Waffle Player of the Year for season 2023. And that's just about all the time we have, TC, for today's show. Don't forget, Thursday, we'll have the first of our two state game specials as we look forward to South Australia and WA doing battle at the Adelaide Oval. It's going to be a ripper. Yeah, looking forward to that one, Paul. Uh, we'll obviously have the whole state side from a WA point of view. So we'll go through that. We'll dissect it. We'll look at who should be performing well. They all should be performing well, but how we think they're going to perform on Friday. We'll also dissect the South Australian side mm. as well that will be taking on the best from Western Australia. Just a reminder, we have got socials uh, all in operation. We've got Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a thumbs up and uh, like our page. We do really appreciate it. We produce uh, the reels for the episode and also let you know who is uh, going to be popping on the show. Huge thanks to Ross McQueen and Matty Jupp for uh, coming on the show today. And we look forward to previewing the state game on Thursday here on Around the Waffle. Thanks to Backchat. We'll see you next time. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.